Hello and welcome to Talking Additive, episode 17. As I announced at the end of episode 16, this next trio of episodes follows a different format than the other episodes in this season. Like the topic episodes from season one, such as episode four on the evolution of the role of FFF in education, and episode eight exploring the same within the food and beverage industry, these upcoming season two episodes, episodes 17, 18, and 19, will be topic-driven conversations with a series of guests to illuminate a subject of interest to Talking Additive listeners. Episode 17 of Talking Additive celebrates the role of application engineers within the 3D printing field, inspired by conversations with both colleagues at Ultimaker and past guests on Talking Additive. Unless you are working within industry and have already had the pleasure of working with the kind of application engineers we will be talking about today, the job title itself might be a bit of a puzzle for you, summoning up possibilities from a slew of roles within software development or even niche specialists in adhesives and binding technology in automotive and similar. So what are application engineers and what role are they playing in 3D printing today? I reached out to nine of my application engineer colleagues across the Americas and EMEA teams with the five key questions that keep coming up time and again from talking additive listeners. Each of our guests today contributes their thoughts to answering these questions and painting a group portrait of how these experts are making a real difference for companies who wish to advance the role of 3D printing in business today. More on this and other topics on Talking Additive. I'm Matt Griffin, and this is Talking Additive, a 3D printing podcast made possible by Ultimaker. On Talking Additive, we sit down with business leaders, innovators, and allies to discuss the impact of adopting 3D printing in their businesses. How does adopting additive manufacturing positively benefit a business today? How is the role of 3D printing evolving within manufacturing and on the factory floor and what will be possible in the future? Welcome to the 17th episode for the Talking Additive podcast. Talking Additive launches new episodes on Tuesdays every two weeks. Since 2011, Ultimaker has built an open and easy-to-use solution of 3D printers, software, materials, and support ecosystem that enables professional designers, engineers, and manufacturers to innovate every day. Ultimaker prides itself on solutions that are flexible, productive, and scalable. Its global team of over 400 employees work together to accelerate the world's transition to digital distribution and local manufacturing. Question one, what is the role of an application engineer in the first place? My name is Terry Ann De La Cruz, and I'm an application engineer, software focused. Okay, I think I should make it clear that before I started with this role, when I heard that there were application engineers in Ultimaker, coming from a software background, I thought they meant software application. That's why when I thought application engineer the first time, I thought, eh, they also make software. <laughs> but I did not realize that application meant what this 3D printed part is applied for. Yeah, my name is Lars Jung. I'm part of the application engineering group uh, within Ultimaker. So normally an application is something you do with uh, Apple App Store where you develop applications in that sense for your, for your iPhone. But 
application within the 3D printing world. You, you print something that, ha that is of value, that you add value within uh, your company, either that being a prototype to make your lead time for creating a product faster, or within a manufacturing uh, facility that you have your assembly faster or your quality checking a bit faster. And that's how we add value. That's how I would describe an application. So what... Is it for quality tools? Is it for prototyping? Is it for productivity? Is it used actually in production? That kind of application. Let me try to describe it in a non-technical way. Someone wants to cook something and I give them a suggestion of a recipe. Here you go. This is what I think is the best way that you can do this. And I'm giving you this suggestion because from my experience with other customers who made a similar pie, this is the best output that we have come up with. So that's basically what I do in layman's terms. <laughs> we make it together with them. So it's not only that they have to cook it and bake it themselves. They also have to ask people from Ultimaker, hey, you know best how to operate this oven. Can you tell us how to do it better? Yeah. And we offer trainings for using this oven, <laughs> trainings how to make this dough better, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Dylan George, and I'm a lead application engineer for Ultimaker. A 3D printed application is really how you're applying the technology of additive manufacturing to solve a customer pain. So if something is constantly breaking and it's really expensive or difficult to order, or it takes a very long time to get to the manufacturer, a viable application for additive manufacturing would be printing that component because you can respond really quickly the material uh, cost is very low and you can make it yourself. There's no supply chain because you cut all of that out. Application engineering is, is really the link from the customer to the product. We really prove out and educate why someone would want to use an Ultimaker, but we don't sell Ultimakers. So when we meet with a customer, the, the focus is really on enabling them. So it should be a, a conversation around sharing our knowledge and sharing the techniques and also the, pit, the pitfalls where we have learned by interacting with industry and learning from mistakes of, of the past and, and improving things from there. So it's really on a conversation basis. It's a relationship that's built. My name is Jeremy Avers and I'm an application engineer at Ultimaker. The role of an application engineer, basically is already mentioned in the name, having more of a technical role and we focus on applications for 3D printing. Uh, what we do is basically from A to Z, we help uh, customers uh, get the most out of 3D printing. We help them with identifying applications at the site to define, okay, which one are the valuable ones to 3D print. We help them with the development of a 3D model. We help them with slicing the model based on their requirements. Uh, we help them with choosing the right material, printing the, the applications, and then see if we need to do some post-processing and also to validate the parts. Uh, basically, uh, we help uh, the customers. My name is Luis Rodriguez, and I'm an application engineer at Ultimaker. Well, the role of the application engineer is simply to help the customer learn how to use everything in our ecosystem how to use our software, how to use our materials on our hardware. So we guide them through how to get started, but how to personalize and customize all of that for their particular application. Yeah, I think the reason application engineers exist is to help folks 
discover some of those hidden gems. And it, it could be honestly one feature in Ultimate Kira, something that you need to learn. We, we pride ourselves on having an easy mode and a, and a more advanced mode. And sometimes it's just one or two features in that custom mode that really saves you hours you know, of time. And then the other area that's just been honestly huge for the industry is the plethora of materials out there. We can now start to fine tune materials, even in one category. If we say high temperature, I actually need to know the exact degrees in Celsius because we've got some from 90 C all the way up to 190 C. And those have implications for obviously specs, but price and to have that amount of options is amazing for folks that only maybe had four materials. And we can, you know, literally say we have 150 plus. If, if we know the specs and requirements, we can help hone in. That's why the application engineer is there to help you narrow all those things down and, and learn to be self-sufficient. I'm Andrea Chappi, and I'm an application engineer at Ultimaker for almost two years now. As an application engineer, what you want to do really is to guide customers to be successful on their own. So there's a first stage where you guide them in learning how to identify those applications. What's the sweet spot for customers? What applications are the best fit for them? Then they are able to do that on their own. And what you can help them with is really to try to get the most successful one and even support them on the development side. Application engineering is quite a broad term, depending on the company you talk to. The way I see it, an application engineer in 3D printing today is to get inside organizations, talk to customers and drive value in the customer organization by identifying and developing 3D printing related applications. So that's what, in, in, in a nutshell, an application engineer does. So an application engineer, in my mind, is somebody that tries to extend what is possible with 3D printing, depending, it doesn't really matter which industry, but they try to specifically push forward the boundary of what is possible, and we show the world what we can do and inspire other people to do the same. What we do at Ultimaker as application engineers is a lot of train-the-trainer kind of thing. So where we go in depth on like trying to have our partners to have the same skill set, and that trickles down into other customers of theirs as well. And it will just repeat and repeat until, yeah, the critical mass has like the, the, the same learnings and we can all talk the same language in that kind of sense. And we have the same like designing for FFF atmosphere. My name is Peter Overgaal and I am the application engineering manager for the EMEA region at Ultimaker. Application engineers, we are part of the commercial organization, but we're a technical team. And so the application engineers are basically experts of the 3D printing process in Ultimaker. And we support our customer base with expertise in the 3D printing process. The application engineering team supports all kinds of customers. And of course, the Ultimaker solution has a lot of different items. It's software, it's hardware, it's materials. So as an application engineer, we get all kinds of questions. We work together with the sales partners and the sales partners are fantastic and they support us in answering a lot of these basic questions with the customers already about their printers, installation, maintenance, everything. But if it's about application development, for each of these segments, we have 
specialized engineers who have expertise in this specific segment. We got material people who study material science. We got mechanical design engineers. We've got even a car mechanic who we call the printer whisperer because he knows uh, everything about a printer. And if, if he hears something wrong, he knows exactly what it is. So it's a really hands-on job. And if you have the yeah the background in one of these segments, I think there is, uh, and you love the hands-on work, I think there's uh, a lot of potential. Question two. What attracted you to fulfilling this role and what background prepared you to perform your duties? I come from a design and manufacturing background and really high-paced workload. And it's really exciting to work with 3D printing because of the speed that you can respond to issues and how you can solve these problems. I come from a background of milling, so milling aluminum and manual milling for that matter, not even CNC. So I grew up with the traditional mindset of traditional manufacturing and having my first 3D printer, which just happened to be an Ultimaker years and years ago, was really my introduction into this new additive manufacturing process for me. But recognizing that it is simply another tool in the toolbox for you, I think really brings down the new, the scary part to anything that we're learning new as human beings. The fact that it's another tool that you can utilize as a manufacturer is just another feather in your cap. The really unique things that you can do with additive makes it even more valuable. And so we get to utilize a lot of creativity. We get to get our hands dirty and we get to incorporate being thoughtful and making uh, decisions based on uh, a specific intent. And so that's really exciting to get to be able to do that. Really, as an applications team, we're here to solve problems. So although it's very fun and exciting to be able to work with 3D printing, there should always be a reason for a design decision. There should always be a reason that you go with a certain material or why you change the infill or the number of shells to a print. And we get to utilize a lot of our, a lot of our engineering principles, a lot of the skills that we've learned working in the industry to do those types of things. What is nice about 3D printing nowadays is that it is really coming into its own. There are really fantastic base materials that will solve 80 to 90% of the issues that you run into or the opportunities or the problems that you're trying to solve. So you can comfortably pick from those materials and those are widely available. And they, they have a really wide uh, view of applications that they can apply to. But what's really neat as well on the flip side of that is whether you're a designer or a manufacturing person, if you have a very specific property or uh, requirement for your application, more than likely there's a material out there for you. And what's really neat with the Ultimaker is that you can apply really any of those materials with a base profile and there's your application. Basically what attracted me was first of all 3D printing. I used uh, 3D printing in my study at the university to create prototypes. And then I got the opportunity to uh, eventually work at Ultimaker and to start working with the printers and applications. Then I was linked to, to customers and uh, that really opened the world for me to print actual functional applications which are used uh, in production lines or end-use parts. 
And that really triggered me to have this contact with customers to give workshops as well. I really like doing that and to inspire people and show them how much benefit you can get from this technology. I see customers are really new to 3D printing and I can use my knowledge to really kickstart their experience with 3D printing. Uh, the optimal way to immediately get the most out of this technology so they don't have to spend years fine-tuning their applications. Hi, I'm uh, Genael Morvan. I'm an application engineer at Ultimaker with a background on material science and I mostly focus on the materials for 3D printing. I'm French-speaking. I come from New Caledonia, which is a tiny French island in the Pacific Ocean, basically between Australia and New Zealand. But yeah, I've been living in Europe for around uh, 10 years now, working at Ultimaker for f almost three years. My background is material science and engineering, so I graduated from a university in France in material science and uh, engineering. We're actually focused on composite materials. I worked uh, in the aerospace industry where the use of uh, composite materials and other thermoplastic uh, materials too is pretty big. It really helped me to already know most of the main properties uh, of this, these materials. I started at Ultimaker in R&D where I focused on print process and materials and the development of uh, new products, mostly for example. So when I started it was the S5 launch, pretty exciting. The reason why I want to become an application engineer was I wanted to have a broader overview of what people were doing with this machine that I was developing. And also to me, it was really cool to be able to, to work with these materials and to create new applications with uh, more requirements, of course, because these materials are like have crazy properties. I became quickly the materials expert of this application uh, engineering team together with my colleague Jeremy. And we try to uh, advise around materials, try to test new materials. And you get to, to test a lot, to, to experiment a lot, to talk with supplier. And then we can always give this knowledge back to our customers. It's been one year and a half now that I'm working as an application engineer within the business development team. It's been great, to be honest. You see so much more applications, customers, what they do. And having this contact really helped me to grow in my function. So I've always been hungry to teach others what I know, and this role helped fulfill that. I can now directly work with customers on how best to use our equipment to accomplish their goals. I started as a hobbyist, so additive manufacturing was something I just was curious in as it was in, in its infancy. Professionally, I worked for companies that supported entrepreneurship and education, and these were one of the rising tools that was seen early on as a cost-effective ways to initially prototype, but then also produce low-volume parts and even end-use. So when those two crossed over, I saw how those worked together. My name is Arvind Krishnan, and I work as a applications engineer from San Diego, California at Ultimaker. So my background, personally, I am a mechanical engineer. I have a master's degree and I focus a lot on analysis. So simulation of finite element analysis or computational fluid dynamics and additive manufacturing. So this role was within my realms of interest and expertise. What's unique about the AE role, which I personally is, the ability to work with multiple customers on different projects simultaneously. I'm not restricted to one industry or a specific area of expertise. As an application engineer, I broaden the spectrum of the customers that I can help. 
So that's what I find attractive uh, about this role. It's the combination of a business-oriented role that you merge together with a technical side. So if you're in R&D, you might get too technical and lose a little bit of the view in the market. If you are uh, purely on sales, you might miss out a little what's the actual technical background behind the solutions and the support that you can provide to a customer. And I think the application engineering role is something that lies very nicely in between these two fields. So that's definitely what inspired me the most. It's a very nice balance that I've found in this kind of role. Most of the job is actually trying to learn the customer language and making sure that what the customer means and what you understand are the same things. Companies have their own cultures and they have their own language and they have their own test procedures. So even though you're talking to another mechanical engineer, for example, sometimes you might not fully understand what the other engineer means. We are talking to customers that have 3D printing as part of their job. So it's not necessarily their core job. Whereas on your side, you are fully aware of what 3D printing is and how it works, but you just need to translate that in terms that the other person you're talking to can become easily familiar with without getting too technical because that's not even the right stage at which you present those kind of things. So it's really a matter of trying to understand on your side what a specific uh, certification or test is. That's actually the time where you have to slow down and uh, ask your customer, okay, what is it that you actually need? Because it might be something that we are not familiar with in the 3D printing world. My official title is application engineer software, but I consider my role as like a solutions engineer. When we have customers who ask, hey, we want to integrate with what Ultimaker has and its software products, this is what we have. Can you tell us how we can do this better? So my role is to get in there, find out what it is that they do, what it is that they need and with my knowledge of our software products, I give them the best advice. Like, okay, here is what I think you should do based on what we have. And I make documents. I recommend a solution for them. And that's basically what I do as a software-focused application engineer. In the beginning, the application engineers were really focused on finding applications, basically making the lives of our customers better and making them get the parts easier, faster, make it at the time when you need it and everything. At some point, they were starting to get customer questions that were more software related. Like, hey, we, we have this internal MES system. We're wondering if we can integrate together with your printers because we want to automate this part of the whole process. Our application engineers are very good at what they do. They, they have expertise in materials and in finding out all these applications, designing the 3D models, designing for FFF spe specifically. Yeah, the, they have all this nice background in physics and chemistry. <laughs> and, and I won't be surprised if, if they could also use some help in the software side. So at that point, Every time the application engineers would get questions that are related to software, they would ask help from the software team. At some point, I volunteered because I said, hey, I like helping other people. Why not 
help others with my with the skills that I have because that's what the rest of the application engineers do. We have our own talents, but in different places. I think I play a pretty big role in our team as well because any software-related question, they throw it at me. So the role of an application engineer is never the same. So and when I started this job, no day was the same. Like one day you visit a customer who is like building stamping machines. The other day you are in the cockpit of a plane and you can help them out by printing parts that they cannot get in anymore. So basically every day you have something else. Every day you're learning about new opportunities and possibilities in 3D printing. And with that, you're always in touch with the customer, which I think all application engineers love to do because they should love it. And of course, we are designing and 3D printing a lot of applications for our customers. And we get the experience of new materials, new possibilities every day. So that's just super cool to be part of. Question three, what verticals do you concentrate on, if any, with customers today? We do see big successes in food and beverage or packaging or these are industries who have automated lines where a lot of movement is, a lot of wearing parts, a lot of uh, spare parts needed in stock houses or anything. And of course, a lot of costs are involved there. So we do see like a, there's so much opportunity there and a lot of these companies don't even know it. So like we, we are there to show them what is possible and show them that there's way more possible than what they're thinking of. But basically all industry is super interesting. I see that a couple of years back, when I visited like the first customers, they had no idea. I do see customers moving forward and adopting 3D printing more and more, but it's all still very basic. And like in Ultimaker, we have the open material system. So we have a lot of third-party materials, which are really good. Like you can think of like flame retardant, high impact, carbon filled materials, and like low wearing materials. It's all super interesting. And with that, we can do like all kind of application, all kind of machines. And I think in every industry we get, we will find applications and we will find a positive business case for 3D printing with a lot of saving in time and cost. So we really are very much focused on manufacturing industry. So we focus heavily on practical components that have a particular function and our, our focus is definitely on the manufacturing sector, but we apply these applications to a wide variety of manufacturers. So the types of manufacturers range from electronics manufacturing to food and beverage, bottling plants, food packaging, and really, in generally speaking, any commercial packaging for that matter. Anywhere where there's a lot of products being produced and the response time to any downtime of that equipment has to be very quick. And so rather than get a part in weeks or months, we can do it in days or hours. I work quite broadly. I mostly focus on the geographical region, mostly French because of, of my mother tongue, which is French. I also work a lot uh, with uh, the Spanish market, also because I speak Spanish. So that, uh, that helps, in, helps in that way. And other than that, yeah, so I work more on the geographical regions, France and Spain, although I also help my, my peers when they have questions around materials. If there is a training to give around materials to, uh, to one customer, or if there is a, something like a, an email to answer or something, then I, I might step in to, to, to answer that. So I would say it's a bit of a mix between what is your expertise and which geographical region you, you focus on. 
any specific vertical that I'm talking to right now, a lot of them are actually in defense. Companies who are into aerospace also, usually bigger companies who can afford to have software teams. There are companies who are also using Ultimakers now, but they're still uh, small. Their team is still only the additive manufacturing engineers. They have not yet realized that, oh, by the way, we can start printing remotely. We can integrate this with other systems that we have. So not at that level. It's more for enterprise-related companies already, those that are big enough to have their own systems and they want to integrate their own existing solution. These are the customers that I often speak to. Vertical-wise, aside from the defense that I mentioned and aerospace, I also get to talk to some customers who are more in the medical field because they are very particular about traceability. So they want to understand where the material came from, which batch, which printer was it printed on, which print core was it printed on. Yeah, so they're very careful about it. I have a lot of companies that I work with, but the most would be defense and automotive in that sense. And then defense is a lot of replacing old parts that they cannot find anymore. They can spend a lot of money on parts, but if the parts are not there, they have to come up with a way to produce those parts. And 3D printing is one of those. And automotive is more manufacturing aids. Automotive is making everything as lean as possible and as productive and effective yeah, as it can be. And 3D printing is playing a, a really big role in that. So it's really cool to see. And I always like to, like I already talked a bit about extending what is possible with 3D printing and bringing more value in that. And I think those two industries are really taking off right now. I think things did get focused as the, the country shut down. We still saw essential businesses, factories still have to run. Certain food and beverage products still need to be consumed. So yeah, I'd say we still worked with food and beverage major manufacturers that were producing something, whether it was PPE in the beginning, now they're back to their core products, whatever those were. Those folks started to rely on additive even more as, as their sourcing also started to get squeezed and supply chains and things like that. So I, I was surprised. I thought maybe what we might see a little bit of a slowing, but really it, it kept pace and the request to teach them how to use this more efficiently stayed on pace, maybe even increased a little bit. I can talk you know, generically about the food and beverage. They have a lot of machines that move very fast. They see a lot of repetitive stress. And a lot of what these folks are trying to do is not simply replace a part. Some of them actually use additive manufacturing now, but it might be a more expensive technology, or even in those cases, they're using a service bureau and it takes longer. So we recently had somebody who almost had all the boxes checked. They had the 3D model. They provided it to us. We simply were outputting it in some of our Ultimaker materials because they could print it out on site, on demand, instead of waiting for a service bureau. But also now, because of the lower cost, experiment with more materials. So we've gone through CPEs and tough PLAs and nylons and polypropylenes. That was cost inhibitive for them to even prototype. And now that's a day print for them. And what was surprising to me is we... I did that here, sent them uh, prototype parts, and they bolted it on the machine the next day. Sent us a video of it running. That's very unusual to put right on the line, producing real product. It was very nerve wracking. And that means they can test along the way. It needs to, I think it needs to last three months. So in one material, they got it to last a week. 
So now they can move on to the next material. So it's very surprising that people are willing to bolt on a print one day, try it, print another one, bolt it on the next day. It's, so that, that's really crazy. I mean, what you'll start to see in a lot of the Ultimaker case studies is these are not printers set up on the third floor office. These are right next to the line. We have a recent customer that built a little, basically a clean room right next to the assembly line. So this is like their parts drawer now. And they're learning how to do the software. They're learning how to work with materials, but it's right next to the machine that it's servicing. That's really cool. This is Matt Griffin, host of Talking Additive, Ultimaker's 3D printing podcast. This is a critical time for industry to adopt 3D printing within aspects of manufacturing processes, safety, and efficiency as a part of stabilizing and strengthening this field in the new global economy. Let's keep this conversation going, just like the 3D printing labs, machines, and teams all across the world that have remained open and fully operational even during these complicated times. Enjoy talking additive? We'd appreciate it if you would subscribe and post a review to Apple Podcasts or wherever you prefer listening. We also encourage you to explore past episodes with guests Matthew Forrester at L'Oreal, Captain Brad Baker from the United States Naval Academy, and Matt Terosian from Jabil, and more. We will now return to episode 17, Identifying Industrial Applications, with question four. What changes have you seen lately in the kinds and numbers of applications you have been identifying and helping customers to pursue? Every time when you visit a different company or a different location and even a different uh, country, you will see differences in, in the working culture. So for some, safety is uh, less of an important aspect. And for others, it's really about efficiency of the line, reducing the, the downtime, for example. So you really see a lot of differences there. And also in terms of motivation. For some companies, the motivation is lower because they are not really open for a change. And then this guy is coming over with a new technology and says how they can improve. But in other facilities, they really embrace this new technology as they see tons of opportunities in uh, reducing loss of uh, parts or production by printing manufacturing aids to help them out. So when we inspire customers in different industries, we always see specific applications for uh, the production line. Also some applications that I didn't even think about, which ensure the safety of the operators during uh, yeah, production hours or enhancing the, the safety during uh, assembly or disassembly or during maintenance. That didn't really cross my mind in the beginning. I was stuck in uh, manufacturing aids, what helps the, the actual production, but not uh, uh, something which is helping the operators during their day-to-day -day, uh, job. And that was something that uh, I really picked up in the beginning of my career and uh, now I implement that as one of the aspects for the new customers as well. Hey, there are a lot of opportunities also for the operators instead of only for the machines that you can really uh, benefit from this technology. If I think about the kind of applications that I've seen since I'm working here, the trend that I'm seeing in general is that more customers are getting familiar with what's the real potential of 3D printing. Now I see customers that are more advanced. As customers become more familiar and more confident with the technology, that's when you really see the application level, so to speak, 
that really scales up and really becomes a level where customers feel confident of doing something that they weren't feeling comfortable in doing at the beginning. Since we understand that we are in this role where we are providing innovation and that innovation is not necessarily accepted right from the start, not from everybody at least, we need to prove ourselves. We need to prove that we can provide something short-term that is immediately quantifiable for management, for the engineers, for all the stakeholders involved, and then push them to innovate more. But it's a thought process that comes from the customer. The customer has to feel comfortable in making this kind of advancement. And to get back to the original question, I would say that the more I've been talking to customers and the more I've been dealing with customers that have been feeling more comfortable in scaling up their application game, if we can say it like that, that's the kind of advancement that I've seen. Customers that are more savvy, that are more comfortable, and that are increasing the complexity of their applications as long as they see that this increased complexity is also providing extra value to their business. There's a lot of cowboying with FFF 3D printing where you're just guessing where you're going. And I think with us as application engineers at Ultimaker, we're trying to make more guidelines, like I said, train the trainer to give them more hands-on approach and, and giving them more of a structure that they can work with and really add value to that. In the beginning, it was a lot of look and feel prototypes, and we've extended that to functional prototypes where you have a living hinge working, and, and that has trickled down into now manufacturing aids. And a lot of people keep adding more complex geometries in then a lot more functions. And now with also having the, the third-party materials, we can also see that there's a lot more heat resistance and all those kinds of properties that can really give the, the customer uh, a lot more courage to do more complex applications. What I think will be the next step would be automating applications. So for example, I've seen some companies do this already, but that they have not only like the Volkswagen tools where they use like a wheel gun to, to assemble a, a rim to a car body, that they still have the manual working, that they can also automate some safety precautions that if it's not correctly suited, that uh, a sensor goes off that you can also 3D print and that there's like more automation and sensors integrated into those uh, 3D prints. So I'm excited to see that more and more. The Navy has been working a lot with our printers. I think they have around 50 to 100 printers right now at, at the Navy themselves. The Army has around the same. And what they're doing as well, one of their bigger cases was a water filter. So a cold water filter in that sense. They just didn't have the part. They didn't have any suppliers anymore. And they really needed that part to, to be on the boat. Otherwise, they couldn't do their mission and they had to return for that. So what they did, they had a printer on board. They printed that, that filter housing, basically. And they just replaced the old one that was corroded away and then placed in the printed one. And they kind of actually, yeah, they, they didn't think it would last as, as long as the normal yeah, metal one, but it, it survived as long. And that really convinced them that 3D printing is more than they originally anticipated. So they took that opportunity and they really were surprised by that application and that it worked out so well. Yeah, I think before when customers had the luxury of time, you could tell that they were 
weighing the benefits. Should they go with this printer, that printer, what material should they experiment with? When they got into this situation where maybe their supply chains were being squeezed a little bit, they had to make some decisions for their business. Folks that were maybe on the fence said, okay, this is a perfect time to test this scenario. Let me test this now on producing PPE for my own employees so that when we come out of this, I now have a good idea what I can do to support the core business. And so we saw a little bit of both. They started by protecting their own employees and then they got to the business at hand said, okay, we got food and beverage to produce. I, now I know I can save X, Y, Z and, and use this material. So I, I think this was a good opportunity for people to experiment. We've been telling people, this is what you can do with it. But finally they had a need and a purpose. They had some time and it convinced them, okay, this is a technology that truly can help me in certain areas. Yeah, so the application engineers, we get to the customers who, of course, also have uh, a great potential and we support them in this project. And like with the customers we go to, of course, there's a lot of opportunities in the low-hanging fruits. So the easy applications, easy to print, PLA, tough PLA, and it can already have a great case in, ad in advantages for the customer. But we do see a shift into the industry, what we, what we just mentioned, that more and more customers do see the opportunities and come with also parts that need better re requirements, or like more toughness, higher toughness, or like wearing parts. We do see a shift that these more complex material applications come in and yeah, like the flame retardant materials and the low wearing materials. And now we see that we are printing more and more of these materials and yeah, we have the opportunity to to do that with Ultimaker with the open filament system. It's really a constant evolution, and that's sort of part of additive at its core as well. the The change is really the prevalence of additive in the manufacturing sector, and really those sectors generally speaking. There's so much more that we're seeing with additive being. Um, absorbed into regular traditional manufacturing. So it's really the amount of applications. There's a lot of change that will constantly happen and continue to happen. But what we're seeing right now is just the vast incorporation of all those applications. The materials that we have now remind me of standing in the cereal aisle where you have so many options that the issue is really no longer, do we have the materials that can solve this application? The thing that we run into now is which one do you want to pick? Because you really have all the options that you need. So that's been really fun to be a part of. And we're constantly finding new materials and new ways to use those. Now, especially in the last three to five years, we've seen more novel applications where 3D printing is used. Some of them, for example, manufacturing aids, and this has been done before as well. It's just the extent to which it's being implemented in the factory floor now is gone up multiple times. Support tools, alignment tools, assembly tools, all of these that are complex in shape. And sometimes, let's say you're in an automotive plant, you may need a few of these, but you don't need 100 or 200 of these. So it gets very expensive uh, when you're trying to outsource them. We're living in a in a unique time in the world right now, and some of these supply chains have have changed. Parts may not be coming as quickly, 
Uh, and because of all of this, having a 3D printer in-house that's versatile enough where you can change materials, where you can be printing a different part in the night as compared to the next day is a huge advantage for customers. The last thing I would point out is to, tooling hasn't been done as much as uh, manufacturing aids, but it's been gaining in traction the last, let's say, uh, three to five years. So you're talking about if let's say injection molding, you could create a complex mold and then use some post-processing to hide the layer lines uh, and then you can use it for injection molding. Now you may not get like 50,000 shots out of it, but you could still get 50 to 500 shots out of it depending on the quality of the mold. Uh, urethane casting is another one. Uh, sacrificial tooling for let's say composites, that's another big one. We, we spoke about investment casting a little while ago by 3D printing the pattern itself and then to get more complex shapes. Tooling is another big one, which we're going to see it only gain in prominence in the next five years is what I would think. Question five. How do you see the application engineer role changing in the future? I think uh, definitely in the near future, you will see more and more companies embracing this technology because you don't want to lag behind with the competition in these times. And um, what we see now with the customers who are already engaged with us uh, for more than a year, you really see this uh, curve, this steep learning curve of applications, which uh, we identified together and coming up with new applications. Some locations are really fast and really advanced. So after a couple of months when I left the site, they come up with applications uh, we didn't even see during the workshop. And these can be really advanced, like really big parts, like a diameter uh, of a meter. And they just cut it up in sections to make it modular and really think outside the box and uh, more tackling the advanced uh, applications. But what you also see is that at a certain point, there is a, yeah, there's a need for new knowledge, more advanced knowledge based on, okay, what is possible with 3D printing? What uh, new materials do we have which fit these uh, advanced applications? And also, for example, in the software, are there any enhancements we can do in the, in the software? to tackle even more advanced uh, applications. And then, of course, we can help them out with, with this by providing even more workshops to get them to another level in the learning curve, basically. Yeah, I think for now, we're really maturing in, into the industry and really trying to discover which verticals and which type of applications we really want to engage in and, and investigate more. We'll get more and more application engineers that will focus on a specific industry or vertical that really goes into this certain certifications and requirements of that industry itself. So, for example, aerospace has a lot more stricter certifications than any other industry or yeah, different ones. And it will become more and more that we will have more application engineers that needs to be able to keep up with those certifications and, and limitations and really know what's going on in the industry itself. Yeah, very good question, Matt. I think that we are still gonna be educators for customers for uh, a few years more, probably. But in the end, I see uh, and also hope to some extent that we are gonna be talking about 3D printing, FFF technology as a 
commoditized technology. Therefore, what will really make the difference is how you provide service to your customers. And in this case, I see that growing more into the helping them setting up the right business case for their organization. And we used to visit people physically. We'd go on site, walk around their factories, meet with them in meeting rooms, present PowerPoints. We discovered pretty quickly that while that's the most effective, we could still accomplish a lot over Zoom, over Teams, over any sort of video chat. So virtual training has been surprisingly very successful. These people are still hungry for knowledge. I can still present to you PowerPoints or show you on screen how to use something or point a camera at a printer and show you. So I don't think that's going to go away. I think that's more liberating. I can be in more places and once than I can travel. So I think that won't go away. And if we just pick any one of the three sort of software, hardware materials, those are changing all the time. Every day there's a new material or there's a new requirement. And I, I don't see that sort of consultation going away. Everyone wants to use the right material for the right application. And that's our core competency, right? That's what we're trying to help them do. Here's the best material to use on our hardware. And here's a little tweak in the software to take advantage of that. Video calls, online meetings, conducting trainings online, discussing applications online. I think uh, 3D printers are going to get even more useful because now I can just print a part and send it to someone else. Or even better, send them a digital file that they can print on their machine as compared to things that were done before. I think technical content is going to become more important. And as applications engineers, typically we are in the forefront of creating them, generating them, and trying to reach a wider audience in a scalable manner using them. Also, lastly, material choices. As they increase further and further with Ultimaker being an open material platform, I expect the AE's role in understanding materials to a deeper extent and matching applications with materials as being one of the fundamental things that are focused on. We spoke to where the really the prevalence of applications being seen in the manufacturing space is a lot of what's changing. And because of that, how, how that affects our role and how that changes our role is very intertwined. We're really going to get closer to our customers. So the message started in the same way that many do when you first start an introduction. And now that we're becoming more ingrained into that industry, into that professional community, the conversation gets deeper and it gets more interesting and more valuable for both sides. So I, I really see a more cohesive strategy uh, coming forward in the future. I already see a shift in the industry. A couple of years back, nobody was really working with 3D printing yet. Right now it, it's changing already. So we do have customers who are working with their engineers already on new products and when they instruct them like, hey, if you design a part, make sure you design it in such a way that we can 3D print it after so we don't need to keep stock in like 10 years. The other thing is that a couple of years back, of course, there are universities already working with additive manufacturing curriculums and everything, but right now you really see that this is, uh, is kicking off. If you ask me, this could have started five years ago already, of course, because there's so much potential and the 3D printing industry keeps on growing. But it's a good thing to see that everything is moving forward and yeah, that the potential is that big that yeah, everybody has huge opportunities here. I love challenges. 
So I, I really look forward to all challenges coming in. We already see that the customer requests we get, most applications are easy. So almost everybody can do it. So if you kick off with these basic materials, tough PLA, CPU, maybe nylon is, is the next step, but it's also super easy already. The customer, because it's that easy, they can do it. So most of the time when customers come to us, it's a more complex application. And we really have to think of, okay, like, how do we get this done? So every time an application comes in, we check it out and it's a learning for us too. And we make sure that we hit all the boxes to check all the boxes that we need to know. So that the requirements of the application, we select the material, make sure the design is correct. We make sure that the print file is correct and then and make sure that the print result comes out the way the customer uh, hoped for. We're open for all kinds of requests and we're open for challenges because the customer will learn, we will learn, and of course we will open up new possibilities in 3D printing by finding new combinations or new opportunities. Yeah, we love that. Thank you again to all my application engineer colleagues at Ultimaker, both those who I was able to include in this story, as well as those, especially in APAC, who I look forward to pestering for a future Talking Additive story. We hope that you have enjoyed our 17th episode for the Talking Additive podcast, featuring Andrea, Arvind, Dylan, Ganel, Jeremy, Lars, Luis, Peter, and Terry Ann. From holding workshops to raise the level of knowledge and grow capabilities within a factory team, to walking through a factory with management to identify potential parts and classes of parts that can be best accomplished through the help of AM strategies and a site scan, application engineers are often the unsung heroes of the adoption of additive manufacturing. If you have questions about any topics covered during this episode of Talking Additive, we invite you to post on Twitter or LinkedIn to hashtag TalkingAdditive. In two weeks, we will return with episode 18, another topic episode that celebrates a very important roundup of inspiring innovators. I can't reveal anything else about them, and I encourage you not to miss this exciting story. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and join the conversation by signing up for news and announcements at TalkingAdditive.com. Thank you again to Ultimaker's application engineers for joining us for this episode. Our series producer is Hannah Gabrielle Tacchini, studio manager David Roberson, executive producer Nuno Campos, music and episode sound mix by Brian Scary and Giulio Carmasi of Hummingbirds Custom Music and Sound. I am host and producer Matt Griffin, and thank you for listening. On Talking Additive, we hold conversations with colleagues and customers about 3D printing's impact on business.